Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We would just really enjoy it if you would stand and sing with us, please. One, two, three. <laughs> Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back, I know you are near. And I will fear no evil, for my God is with beyond all compare and there will be an end to these troubles but until that day comes we'll live to know you here on the earth and I will fear no evil for my God is with me and if my God is with me whom then shall I whom then shall I fear? Oh no, you never let go Through the calm and through the storm Oh no, you never let go In every high and every low Oh no, you never let go Lord, you never let go of me Singing, oh no, you never let go Through the calm and through the storm You never let go of me Yes, I can see a light that is coming For the heart that holds on And there will be an end to these troubles But until that day comes Still I will praise you Still I will praise you Yes, I can see a light that is coming for the heart that holds on Then there'll be an end to these troubles But until that day comes Still I will praise you Still I will praise you Let go. 
everybody. It's so good to see each one of you today and welcome to worship. And just so you know, today is World Malaria Day. Let's hope nobody has it. Our next Just for the Guys meeting will be here at the church on April the 29th at 6 p.m. by the barbecue pit. The Pathfinder Sunday School class resumes on May the 2nd. The first scripture reading today comes from Acts chapter 4, verse 5 through 12, and if you want to find it in your pew Bible, it's on page 994. And in this scripture, we continue with what happened after Peter healed a crippled beggar, and after he spoke to the people at the temple where they were arrested. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Anas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man standing before you in good health by the name, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Let us join together in an attitude of prayer. Loving Father God, we are gathered here today to praise you, to tell of your love, and to give you thanks. We thank you especially for the life revealed to us in Christ Jesus, and we thank you for continuing to reveal your plan of salvation to us in Scripture. Lord, we ask that you open our hearts and our understanding today as we listen to and meditate upon your scripture. Help us to hear the voice of the good shepherd who laid down his life for us. We pray that we will obey that voice and seek the sheep who have not yet joined in the fold. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Great to see all of you this morning. And hey, we really had some rain, huh, for the rainbows. So that's a good thing. Praise the Lord. Some of you I haven't seen in a long, long time. And it's very, very good to see you this morning. I'm 
glad you're here. Glad everybody's here. I'm glad I'm here, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I have a couple of rainbows. One of them is, again, seeing all of you that I haven't seen in a long time and seeing all of you that I have seen recently. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we do thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the recent rain. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the new flowers and the new leaves on the trees and the baby birds and all the life that is around us. Lord, we, we come before you to praise your name and to thank you for your love for us. We lift up those that we've named and many who are left unnamed who need healing, who need encouragement, who might need a job. We lift them all up to you, for you know what they need. Lord, I lift up the, the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will in all things that all of your children might live in peace and harmony. Lord, I ask that you would open our ears, our hearts, our understanding, that as the scriptures are read, we would take your words to heart and would follow your son, the ideal shepherd, in all that we do. And now we pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the 10th chapter of the gospel according to John. Consider the word of the Lord. And if you had a red letter Bible, of these words are in red. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care. For the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. 
For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this commandment from my Father. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who sent Jesus to shepherd us, to die for us, and to rise again in newness of life. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. First off, we need to consider the context, right? We all know about things that can be taken out of context and how often things are taken out of context. In this particular case, Jesus' audience consists not only of his disciples, but of a large number of Pharisees as well. If you go through here, starting back there in chapter 8 of John, again, remember, John didn't write any chapters and verses. He wrote a narrative that was intended to be read from the first word, in the beginning was the word, to the last of the book of John. That's the way he intended it to be. But as things happened, we have it as it is now. And the chapters and the verses, you know, as, as we all know, are a good thing because they let us find things easily in the Bible. So, there are a bunch of Pharisees there. Now, Jesus knows that the Pharisees know their Scripture, as do most of the people in Jesus' audience. And also, this speech of Jesus is here in John chapter 10. You know, John chapter 9 and John chapter 10, it was really a cruddy place to put up chapter break. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees there, and they've already had a run-in with him. He's just healed a man, the man born blind. Remember? John chapter 9, the man born blind. Jesus has healed him, and he's having this discussion with the Pharisees. Well, earlier in chapter 8, they had already tried to stone him, okay? And he slipped out of the temple. And now, before chapter 10 gets finished, they're going to try and stone him yet again. Jesus made a lot of friends in, in, in a lot of places. But he was, he was specifically here chiding the Pharisees, the leaders, the leaders of the people for their poor leadership. And he was alluding to largely Ezekiel chapter 34. 
sometime this week, go read Ezekiel chapter 34, and you'll see what, what Jesus was getting at here. It's also, it's also interesting to me that Jesus was actually being very prophetic here. He was, he, was, he was giving a prophecy, and most of the people there didn't realize it. When Jerusalem was sieged in the year 70, when there was a, when there was a revolution there, and, that, and of course, that's when, that's when the second temple got destroyed, okay? It's when the temple got destroyed, and of course, the Wailing Wall that we can still see today in Jerusalem is about all that's left of it. That happened in the year 70. Well, in the siege of 70, most of the Pharisee leadership took off. They went to a town that was out away, a ways from Jerusalem and hid out there instead of staying with uh, the rest of the people and leading them. So Jesus says here in this, in, in, in this passage, in these nine verses... In these nine verses, Jesus says five times that he's going to lay down his life, that he's going to lay down his life for the sheep. That's the thing the good shepherd does. Now, it's a nice translation, and we like to refer to it that way. And we have 411 churches of the good shepherd in the United States, right? And other things of the good shepherd going on here, there, and the other. But the word that's used, for, that's used for good in the Greek, it's, it's, it's legit to translate it as good. But another real good way to look at it is its model, okay? The model or the ideal, the beautiful, the noble. All of these things can be translated that way. So Jesus is the good shepherd, but he was also the model shepherd, the way a shepherd should be for his sheep, his or her sheep, you know, because of, remember, often in the Bible and often today, shepherds are still young girls, okay? They go out and take care of the sheep. Remember Rachel, for example, in, in the Bible there, you know? There are many examples of it. But Jesus says five times in these nine verses that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, which is the main lesson Jesus was trying to teach all of his disciples, that when we lay down our lives for others, as he says later on there in John 15, right, nobody has greater love than that they lay down their life for their brother, for those around them. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, one of my favorite theologians and, and fellow Christians, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. And that's what Jesus was saying there too. He's going to lay down his life for the sheep. And he tells us there at the end, what? He does it willingly. He wasn't forced to do it. He did it willingly. Now he talks about, he talks there about the wolf coming and scattering the sheep. 
around here it's mostly coyotes, right? In this part of the world, or not so much here, but if you go a little bit further out in West Texas, where there are many more sheep than people, it's coyotes more than wolves. But he talks about the wolf scattering the sheep. And I think wolves can be many things. I mean, there, there are different types of wolves. There are many wolves. But primarily, I, I think what Jesus is getting at here is the wolves, the wolf, however you, however you want to say it, is, is evil. It's evil. That's what scatters the sheep. That's what murders the sheep. That's what confuses the sheep. In, in the many forms that it might present itself. Now notice too, or, or remember, in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew's gospel, in one place, it's in uh, what, chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus says, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, right? That's what he said to his disciples. I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So what? Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. See, a wise serpent would know, or someone with wisdom would know, that evil is a lie. This, this was one of the first things that Jesus said to his pharisaical audience that made him want to stone him, of course, of he said, you are of your father, the devil, right? Back there in chapter 8. He says, you are of your father, the devil, who was a murderer and a liar from the beginning because the truth was not in him, right? If you're wise, you know that evil is not the truth. Yes, it's something out there, and it's something we have to be aware of, but it's not true. And anything that's not true will not last. It just won't. It can't. And then be harmless as doves. Be harmless as doves, right? Jesus told us also that we shouldn't resist an evil person. We shouldn't resist an evil person, you know? You just escalate things. You just escalate things, you know? Just, just like in, in physics, you know, if you push harder... It pushes back harder, right? Jesus said, be harmless. And think about it. He was harmless in all the things that he did. You know, he didn't advocate taking up violence to bring about the kingdom of God. He said, be harmless. And he demonstrated, he demonstrated very substantially that you do overcome the wolves, the evil, if you're wise and if you're harmless, right? If you don't go for violence. I am the good shepherd, he said. Do you know the good shepherd? He goes on. And of course, by this time, I'm sure some of those Pharisees are getting... Uh, pretty fired up. Like I say, they know Ezekiel. They know what Ezekiel chapter 34 says about 
the job that they've been doing. And they also know, just in general, that shepherding, shepherding is used over and over and over again in the Bible to talk about kings and leaders. Moses is referred to as a shepherd. David is a shepherd, of course. There are many others in the Bible. Jesus refers to himself in this passage as the good shepherd. Shepherds are supposed to feed and heal and lead and protect. That's what shepherds do. That's what they're called to do. And this leadership in Jerusalem at this time wasn't doing that. They weren't doing that at all. He goes on to say, I have other sheep that are not of this flock, right? I have other sheep that are not of this flock, which I think is a great thing for, for all time and for all of us to remember too. You know, sometimes we get in our flocks and we think that we are in the flock and everybody else is not, so to speak, right? That's certainly not how we should look at it. As a matter of fact, we had a, uh, yesterday, Sharon Fitzpatrick, who's here, and uh, myself got to go, we went to a, a summit for the Holotus House of Neighborly Service. And there were numerous denominations here in the Holotus area that were represented there, you know. So not, not only should we think of flocks as not being particular denominations, we should also be careful, be careful how we think of other people in general as to whether or not they belong to the flock. Remember, it's all about what the shepherd does. It's not about what the sheep do. It's about what the shepherd does. And Jesus says, I have other sheep that are not of this flock. Well, isn't that interesting? Again, in Ezekiel chapter 34, one of the things it says there is that my flock is scattered throughout the whole earth. Pretty interesting, huh? And it also says in Ezekiel chapter 34, that was verse 6, in Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 11, it says, thus says the Lord God. When it says that, you ought to pay attention, right? Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. Wow, right? So there Jesus is saying, he's the good shepherd and he's going to lay down his life. My own know me. He said that in the context of his knowing God and his relationship with God. He says, everything that I'm doing, the Father told me to do. And I want y'all to do everything I'm telling you to do 
in the same sort of the way. In the same way that the Father gave me the ability to lay down my life and take it up again, you too really get that same opportunity. You get that same opportunity when you follow the Good Shepherd. Now, I know it's familiar to us, and that's a good thing. You know, there are at least three places in the Psalms where it talks to us about being the sheep. And it's interesting, too. Every time Jesus talks about sheep, every time the Scripture talks about sheep, it doesn't really talk about categories or uh, levels of sheephood. They're all just sheep, right? They're all just sheep. There's like, there's no king sheep or, you know, general sheep or supervisor sheep. They're just sheep. The shepherd is the one that leads the sheep, all of the sheep. Of course, we read about sheep in the 23rd Psalm. We read about sheep in the 95th Psalm. We read about sheep in the 100th Psalm, right? Psalm 100, verse 3, you all know that. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture, right? That's something we, we all learned in Sunday school. So we're just, we're just sheep. Last year, I asked some of you to be sheep dogs. And of course, there, there aren't any sheep dogs in the Bible. They're all just sheep, you know? And we're all just sheep. So as sheep, I want you to think about the words that we're all familiar with, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, arise from the death of sin and selfishness. Do you know the Good Shepherd? Now go in peace and remember the Lord is your shepherd. You lack nothing. And as you go, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
steadfast, strong, and true. 